Hola, my name is Lucia Diaz. I'm the host of the Art of Representation podcast. The focus of this podcast is to make sure that Latinas see themselves in the world, feel represented and celebrated. I'm super excited to interview the, some of the most incredible Latina leaders within our community. Uh, we're gonna find out about their journey, how they got to where they are, and most importantly, how we can get there as well. Tune in. Hola, 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 como están? My name is Lucia Diaz, and I am the host of the Art and Representation podcast. This podcast is all about celebrating Latina leaders within our community and to make sure that Latinas like you feel seen and celebrated. So for our first guest of the podcast, I have my incredible amiga, Leanne Torres, and she is the most incredible host of a podcast called Watch Us Thrive. And I am, first of all, super inspired and so honored for you to be here as one of my first um you know, guest on this art representation podcast. And I just wanted to quickly jump in to just, first of all, like, how is, what gave you the, just the permission to tell your story through the, through your podcast, Watch Us Thrive? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited and I'm so honored. And before we started recording, I told you, like, this is so long overdue. So I'm so fucking proud of you. I could curse, right? Yeah, of course you can. Okay, perfect. Just making sure. And um, yeah, I just want to give you your flowers because having a podcast is not easy. It's a lot of work, but it's probably the one of the most fulfilling things that I've ever done. And how it started really came from probably the darkest moment of my life. And I, I just decided that surviving what I went through, and I'm sure we're going to get into it later, but coming from something so life-changing, I just knew for me that I survived that for a reason. And it is like a duty in me to be able to speak up for other survivors of what I've experienced and just let them know that they are not alone in those moments. Because I know when I was in my situation, I felt so alone. So I feel like it's coming around full circle now that like, I've done a lot of the work to heal from the trauma that I've gone through. And now to be able to help other people with my own pain that has turned into my purpose. I mean, that's the reason for living, right? Yes. Amen. <laughs> amen, sister. Amen. And, you know, thanks to your podcast, I was able to deal with a lot of things that I had to work through. And I yeah. still felt like, oh, no, I'm fine. Like, I, you know, I don't need to go to therapy. But then I was like, you know what? You know, going through what we both went through, I feel like a lot of things in the Latinx community gets suppressed um, because of just el que dirán and all that stuff. I wanted to ask you, like, within our community, why do you think it's so hard to talk about mental health? Because it wasn't something that was normal for us growing up. Yeah. I know, you know, when you were on my podcast episode, um, we talked about that too, that like, why do you think it's such a struggle for us to have those uncomfortable conversation? And, and it's because, you know, that shit was not normal for us. I know for me growing up in my home, I had a beautiful upbringing. You know what I mean? Like I was never lacking for anything when it came to like having a roof over my head or food on the table or clothes to go to school. But I was definitely lacking in that emotional support of feeling safe and heard. I never felt like I could trust my mom and my dad with those really uncomfortable topics. Like, you know, I got bullied as a kid, which many of us have experienced, but I never felt like I could go to my mom and tell her, you know, what happened at school. Or, you know, if I had a crush on a boy, I would never sit down with my mom and be like, oh my God, you know, there's this boy that I think is cute. If I would have said that, she would have been like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like you're 11 years old, sit the fuck down and focus on your homework. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, and it's especially so common for us in communities of color. I know it really does affect everyone, but especially in us and these marginalized communities, we were raised to like 
just do what you got to do and don't make too much noise and whatever shit is going on at home, you better not say it to your friends. Don't you dare say it to your teachers because then they could call and get the police involved. All of these things. And we're just conditioned to like keep quiet and just follow this one path and just do the bare minimum just to get by. And then when these traumatic things do happen, you know, if it's in childhood or adulthood, we have to like struggle in silence. We have to like, you know, God forbid some people get to the point that they no longer want to be living on this earth. And then they make that happen because they don't feel safe enough to talk to other people about the real shit that we're really dealing with. All of us are going through some shit. All of us have trauma It doesn't matter how big or small it is. You know, your trauma is your trauma. What you went through is completely different from what I went through, but it doesn't make it any less serious. You know what I'm saying? And we just need to shift that narrative. We need to be the ones. And I feel like our generation, the millennials and the Gen Zers, we really are starting to shift that what was passed down to us from you know, our parents and them just generations before. And at the same time, like you really can't blame your parents or whoever brought you up because they only knew what they knew and they didn't have access to the resources and the internet like we do nowadays. So it comes with that, you know, growth mindset, that personal development journey that like, You have the ability to shift the narrative. You don't need to continue the cycle and have this thought that like, I'm a victim of my circumstance, so I'm just going to continue that shit on. You know, my dad, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but I'm I'm just keep going. Um, going. Yes. (laughs) My dad, he, one of seven kids, um, brought up by a single mom. His dad was a drunk and was an abusive person and ended up abandoning some of his kids and was just not the best representation male figure from my father. Now, my father had the ability to continue that cycle of being a piece of shit person, woman beater, drunk, gambling, all this shit that he saw growing up, or he could have done, which is what he did, the complete opposite and was like, you know what? I don't want to be like that. I'm going to be a good fucking man. My dad is like the fucking like, I wish I could find a man like my father. You know what I'm saying? So everyone has these choices, regardless of the circumstances that you were brought up in. And it's really at the end of the day up to you with what you want to do with your life. I love that. Uh, First of all, I want to like unpack a lot of stuff because you said a lot of amazing, A a lot of amazing gems. I feel like we have to take accountability for our lives. We have to stop blaming other people for the current situations that we're in. Yep. I feel like that's step number one for making sure that you show up for yourself, for your life. Second, when you're talking about how we're supposed to keep quiet, hush, hush, especially women. I feel like women's voices are are definitely suppressed in the Latin community because they want you to be in the kitchen cooking or making babies and at the end of the day, like we have a voice too. We have something to say. We have something to, you know, basically bring to the table. And yeah. I love that you, you know, look, you talked about y- your father's journey and what he went through. And he had the option, he had the choice to go down the same path or to reinvent another path that's yeah. more, you know, it's safe, it's safer for his family. It's 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 a it's really growth within himself. And Absolutely. I think that's super beautiful and incredible. Um, Especially for a man. Um, like, exa- can we even can talk we, about that? Can we talk about that right quick? Like, <laughs> yes. I'm about to, like, I'm, literally, I'm sending your dad a big hug for that. Yes, um, absolutely. It's definitely been a really hard thing, even for men, you know, in my particular family to even talk about, you know, mental health. When it comes to things like um, resources that are out there, what are some things that you used in your journey? And first of all, let's also like unpack what you went What through, my journey was. Yeah. What your journey was. So let's talk about yeah. your journey a little bit. And then after afterwards, I want you to tell us about 
maybe some tools that you found along the way that helped you. Yeah, absolutely. So trigger warning, um, I am a domestic violence survivor, so it's going to be a pretty traumatic topic for some. It can be triggering, so I just want to put that out there. I'll try not to be graphic because I do have the full story of everything that I went through on my podcast, and I invite y'all to listen to it. I can send it to you so you can put it in the show notes. Oh, no, we're going to link that episode to the show yeah. notes for sure. Yeah. So my big, big trauma, I mean, even before that relationship, I just felt since childhood that I was very much lacking when it came to self-confidence and I didn't know what the meaning was to love yourself like fully be in love with yourself I didn't know who the fuck I was Mm -hmm. and I was always the type of girl that could not fathom the thought of being alone so I always had a boyfriend in my life I've been dating since I was 14 years old I'm 34 now so that's 20 fucking years and a bitch is tired (laughs) but you know I've always had someone in my life and the more serious partners that I had were very much toxic. And I am going to take accountability in myself that I was definitely toxic too. I think everyone has a little bit of toxicity in them. Some is a little more prominent than others, but me, I was definitely toxic. And that's the kind of energy that I was attracting. So, you know, going on my teens and my twenties, I was in these really not so great relationships, just wanting to have someone with me because I was so terrified of being alone. And in 2020, when the fucking pandemic happened, which was trauma in and of itself for everyone, but that's when I met my ex-boyfriend. I met him April 28th, 2020. So it was right in the beginning when shit was shutting down. It was just a wild time. And that relationship progressed very quickly. And when it comes to these abusive, toxic relationships, domestic violence, that's definitely a common theme that I have seen and heard with other people who have been in similar situations such as myself. So it's very on trend right now that people are talking about narcissists and gaslighting and love bombing and all this shit. While it's very on trend right now, it's facts. And that's exactly what I was dealing with, not even knowing it. So, you know, the the beginning of the relationship, of course, I thought I found my Prince Charming. I thought finally God heard my prayers and, you know, the third time's the charm and I found the one and we're going to have this beautiful life together. And it was very much that, but it was also very much driven with lust and with sex. I didn't know this person, but I was so infatuated with him. And again, I was very much lacking that self-love for Leanne and I just latched on to any attention that I got from anyone and with him it was very it was a beautiful relationship in the beginning I don't want to paint this picture to be like I was beat for 10 months because that's not the case we were only together for 10 months but it felt like a fucking decade but you know in the beginning it was beautiful it was everything that I thought I was lacking and I finally found however It progressed very quickly. We met on April 28th. I'll never forget. Five days after we met. Actually, no. The day after we ended up having sex. Five days after that, he told me he was falling in love with me. Two weeks later, he asked me to be his girlfriend. Two weeks after that, he moved in. So just to paint the picture of that's how a lot of these relationships are with these narcissists. They just latch on to you and they give you everything that you are des- desiring and yearning for. But then as the pro- the relationship progressed and we were locked down and we were getting to know each other, confined into these four fucking walls, the real person really started showing up after that whole honeymoon phase. And it didn't start off physically abusive, as many of those relationships don't. It started with like the name calling, the verbal abuse. And a lot of people don't think that just because someone yells at you or screams at you or curses you out, like that's not abuse. It's absolutely abuse and call it what it is. You know what I'm saying? So little by little, it progressed. And then it started with like a push and then 
a little harder of a push and then maybe a slap or a kick. And then it progressed to him choking me. And I'll never forget the very first time that it got physically violent. Maybe it was like seven months into the relationship. He grabbed my face so hard to the point that I couldn't brush my teeth for like three days afterwards because that's how hard he was hitting it. He was he was grabbing it, but there was no marks. There was no marks. So that's the thing. It's wild because they they know where to not hit you. So that way, if you go to the police, they're going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? So um, then it started to get a little bit more physically violent. And then the end all be all moment was the night of March 12th, 2021. And the early morning of March 13th, 2021. And that is the night that I thought my life was over. Like he literally almost killed me. There was a lot of very violent, wild things that happened that I talk about in that podcast episode. And I literally escaped from him that night out of my apartment. I was half naked wearing a robe. I'll never forget. It was a leopard print robe. I was wearing a burgundy tank top, no underwear, no shoes. I didn't have my phone because we had gotten to a fight before and I lost it. Didn't have my purse, nothing. All I had was my car keys. And I escaped and I went to my best friend's house who lived like 10 minutes away and he didn't know where she lived. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to my sister's apartment because he knew where she lived. I went to my best friend. And when I saw her, I was frantically knocking on her door, like, open up, open up. He's going to fucking kill me. She opened up the door. It's like one o'clock in the morning. And she looks at me. And she's like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Because at this point, nobody knew what was going on. Nobody knew that I was in a physically abusive relationship. No one ever met him. And I don't know if I did that, you know, subconsciously or consciously, like something in me just knew not to bring him around people. But when I she opened the door and she saw me, she was like, oh, my God, what the fuck? And I told her. And that was the first time that I spoke up and I told someone what was going on. And she told me she was like, Leanne, you need to call 911. And the crazy thing is, Sandra, like my first thought was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get him in trouble. That's my first thought after dealing, protecting. Yes, exactly. And I know you understand. And I was like, oh, my God, what the fuck is going to happen to him? Meanwhile, he literally like put a knife to my neck. He strangled me to the point that I almost passed out, that I pissed on myself. He tried to set me on fire. He threatened to kill me and my family. Like it was a wild night. The shit that you see like in a Lifetime movie, that's exactly what I lived through that night. I'm so sorry. Thank you. I'm okay now. But um, yeah, that was the first time that I spoke up. And it was in that moment, while it's been such a long fucking journey, but it was in that moment when like my life literally changed and I really started focusing on finding out what the fuck it meant to really fall in love with yourself and to put yourself first because I was so used to catering to other people to seeking that validation from other people and forgetting about who the fuck I was not even just that relationship but relationships before that that pivotal moment that life-changing moment when I thought my life was taken away from me and thank God for God and my angels because I survived for a reason, but it was in that moment when the change started. Leanne, first of all, thank you so much for sharing (sighs) your story. And every time I hear it, I feel, first of all, that I'm with you in that moment, like the way you just describe it. And I feel like a lot of women that have gone through domestic violence that haven't been able to speak up you are their voice like you're the one that is pretty much speaking up for all of us and so I just want to say first of all thank you for for being brave and for sharing and then the other thing is I wanted to say is like it's so crazy that you went through all of that and then when you're about to call the cops you're like but what wait what about him like like protecting the abuser and I feel like society in general I mean, protects the abuser. Exactly. <laughs> so, there, I mean, in so many institutions, so many different, uh, we've seen in so many different cases with like Me Too and things like that. Yeah. Um, 
I just wanted to. And that's the thing too. I, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off, no, but no, go ahead. It's it's wild because we're both people of color, me yeah. and my ex. Like he was black, I'm Puerto Rican. And the first thing that I thought I was like, I'm gonna send another black man to jail. I'm gonna be that person. You know what I'm saying? Like fuck forget about everything that he did to me. Like, damn, another fucking statistic. Like, I'm going to be the reason for that. And it's it's crazy to think that way. But when you're in that state of mind, when you're literally, like, in fight or flight mode. You're scared. You, you're yeah. fucking terrified. You're I was so terrified. terrified. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I 100% understand where you come from. I mean, in mm-hmm. my episode that I'm also going to uh, put it in the show notes, you know, I also went through, you know, maybe not the same experience, but whatever after any abuse I always thought of my my abuser first and protecting them and unfortunately I feel like a lot of women are put in that position Mm -hmm. because you know we don't talk about these things with our family we don't talk about uh, these things in society like we hide what we're going through from our friends because we're like oh my god we don't I don't want to you know burden them and so with that like I've seen in the last year the most beautiful fucking transformation of my life just seeing your journey and how you're flourishing like it just seems like again like you were caterpillar now you're like this gorgeous butterfly she ready she here she snatched and i want to like i want to know about like that journey that self-love journey like what does self-love mean to you like Mm -hmm. what is the representation of self-love like what what gave you that like I guess that permission to be yourself and to love yourself. Hola, I'm so excited to launch the Latina birthday collection. This collection is specifically for Latinas from all backgrounds. I wanted to make sure that we properly represented Afro-Latinas with different hair textures, different body types. Uh, And with some of the cards, you could customize the skin tone. I think it's super important to realize that Latinas come in all shapes and sizes with all different hair textures. So for me, uh, developing this birthday collection is a celebration of representation and making sure that you yourself and your amigas feel celebrated. So check it out. Uh, And I'm super excited to have a bilingual website. Uh, Sign up for free shipping for your first order. So. Once you sign up on the website, you're gonna get your code and you're gonna be able to uh, get your first order with free shipping. So thank you so much. And let's get back to the- Absolutely. (sighs) Self-love to me means truly knowing who the fuck you are and just honoring you with all the flaws that you come with and accepting them anyway anyway and just being your authentic self not giving a fuck what anyone thinks about you and just working on building that relationship with yourself every single day and that's literally the journey that I've been on and how it started for me was the first time that I spoke up and I told someone what was going on And in that process, shout out to my support system, like my family, my close friends, like if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today. Telling someone what was going on and then also not feeling like I had to take on the burden of healing from that by myself, that was really pivotal for me. I'm, you know, I'm a Virgo, you're a Virgo too. You already know how we are. Like we're tend to be loners we like to do shit on our own we hate asking for help especially being latinas too like we got this fucking pride that can be a gift or a curse you know what i'm saying and i just knew going through something very traumatic like that ending of that relationship i didn't have it within me to be like how do i heal from this i can either continue the cycle of just finding someone else to numb the pain and not sit in those feelings or I can be like let's do something different like my dad that I talked about earlier you know what I'm saying so I just knew I was tired of feeling the way that I was feeling I was sick and tired of attracting the same type of partner in a different body and I also got tired of my own shit 
a lot of people don't like the word accountability because it means that you need to actually look in the mirror and realize there's some shit about you that you need to fix sis or bro you know we're inclusive on this side and taking that accountability swallowing that difficult ass pill to be like there's something about Leanne that needs fixing and I can't keep putting the blame on other people. That is how the change started to happen. And working with life coaches, shout out to Erica Kramer and Melinda, both of them. I worked with them and my therapist, Dr. Lambert. I love him so much. Uh, Latino young guy who I felt safe to talk to, which I think was so powerful for me coming from, you know, not trusting a man with my life, you know what I'm saying? But working with those professionals and taking accountability and, you know, feeling the feelings instead of running away from them or just burying them deep down, which is definitely something that I used to do. And sometimes I still struggle through, but allowing myself to really process everything that happened, talk it out, starting my podcast, all of these things really have helped me to heal from it. And it's not to say that there's still moments of challenge. Like a couple weeks ago, I had a moment that I was triggered by something and like my fight or flight senses immediately kicked in and I felt like I was right back to that night. But it's with having those tools in my toolkit now and being able to bounce back a little bit quicker than previous instances that I've been able to really continue navigating on this healing journey. I know people say it all the time. Healing is not linear. You know, it's always up and down and it's very cliche, but it's so fucking true when it comes to this personal development journey with whatever it is that you're healing from. Please know that it's not like just a straight up line and you're just going to be flourishing to this bad bitch and you're going to be, you know, out here killing it every single day. No, there are fucking days that I can't get out of bed. There are days that I'm doing something productive and then immediately I think about my ex and the shit that he did to me. Like there's so, and I'm still dealing with that to this day going on two years later. So while I can talk about it now very openly and freely and I don't get emotional with like tears that I used to before, there are still those moments of challenge that we are all navigating through. And I think it's important for us to talk about it and highlight it because this is real fucking life. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. Not com the shit that we see on social media that people are just like, oh, my life is great. And, you know, I'm out here killing it. And you don't know what the fuck is happening. Behind oh, no, no, no. Doors. That's that's a, the Instagram, the social media. That's a highlight reel. Yes, that's not exactly. That's not that's not real life. Like, and that's what I was portraying yeah. with my relationship. Like, yeah. if you were to follow me when I was with him before all the abuse happened, the shit that you would see online, it was like, yo, we were the perfect fucking couple. Mm -hmm. And yes, there were beautiful moments in that relationship, but the majority of it was filled with lying, with cheating, with manipulating, with gaslighting, with abuse in all forms. Do you really think I was showing that off to the world? No, no, because because no. we're too worried about the perception of what other people think of us. And exactly. Like, you know, and, and I 100% feel where you're coming from because, at least for me, same same story. As a Latina, you want to project that you're successful, that you have the mm -hmm. job, that you have the, you know, the man or whatever. You Everything is perfect and don't worry about me. And in the background, I'm here, like, going, going getting hospitalized, like, not yep. being able to function sometimes because... Yep of overworking myself, you know, mm -hmm. when I was working in corporate or, you know, after a specific thing happens to like this trauma, it comes back up. Like it could come back up at any moment, any time. Any moment. So I think it's super important that people go, you know, and seek professional help, seek yeah. a psychologist, um, a therapist. And I wanted to ask you about uh, better help. I know that you have, uh, worked with them in the past and I just wanted to ask you about how easy it is for people to go even if it's you can't afford uh, uh, you know a really expensive therapist or maybe your insurance can cover something I just wanted to ask you like how is 
how important was it to go to therapy to heal through this? Like it, 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 it was literally like a fucking necessity at this yeah. point. And I always had that thought growing up again, it wasn't normal. We didn't normal. We didn't have that conversation of, you know, your feelings and therapy, mental health, none of that. I always had this mentality that like therapy is for crazy people. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like you got to be batshit out your mind and that's why you need to talk to somebody. Right. But, and my sister was really the one who pushed me to do it the first time, but I was very resistant to it. I was like, I don't need it. Ain't nothing wrong with me. It's everyone else. Leanne is perfect. Leanne and I are twins, by the way, because that's (laughs) exactly what happened when my husband's like, you need to go to therapy. Yes. Um, And it's, it's uh, that mentality of like being mm-hmm. Latinas and thinking, no, we got this. We don't need to tell anybody our feelings. Exactly. Like who? And my, and my first experience with therapy, it was not a good one, and it yeah. turned me off completely. Like the, it was an old white guy. No shade to white people, but like an old white man and a young Puerto Rican. Like you just, you don't get me. You know, we don't speak the same language, and. I remember this one time, I'll never forget it. Like we were sitting in the room and he had a stuffed animal and he was like, you're going to look at that stuffed animal and you're going to talk to your inner child. And back then I didn't know what the fuck that meant. I was like, what? And it was just weird to me. It was very uncomfortable. And after that, like I never went back to him and I just shut it out completely. So with that, I wanted to ask what does representation and mental health mean for you? Like, why is it so important for you? to find somebody within your community that is Latino to or Latina to help you through therapy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Dr. Lambert, he, I think he's Cuban. I believe so. And he's younger. So just being able to relate, feel like he can, he sees me and he understands me. It's not for everybody, but for me, it's so important because like he gets it, you know what I'm saying? And when you find that right, therapist or professional whoever it is like it's so much more easier for you to talk about the shit that you don't want to talk about like when you go to therapy you have to you have to be like your fully authentic self and you got to talk about the shit that is like deep deep down you know what I'm saying? If you really want to heal from that shit. And for me he was able to pull that out of me. Of course like in the beginning I was just like you know, I had that experience in the back of my mind with the old white guy, but he just made it, he made me feel so comfortable. And the fact that he was one, a man and one, a man of color and he was young and he, yo, I didn't have insurance and he saw me free of charge. No, like he knew, he knew the situation. My mom told him the situation because her, one of her coworkers kids went to him so they knew the situation and he was like yeah just bring her in and I'm gonna see her for as long as she needs to be seen free of charge you ain't gotta worry about it so even with that like just knowing that it came like he fucking cared and it's not about the money it's not about writing off you know an insurance claim or nothing like that yo that is so that is so beautiful and so rare in this country yes exactly somebody that actually cares and wants Mm -hmm. to be there for you and it's going to walk you through this journey of, yes. you know, therapy because it's a journey. It's a, it's a, it's journey. a, it's a whole, like, it's not that you go a couple of times and, yeah, está lista, no. and you're done. No, it's something that you constantly have to be working on. And yes, that's just so beautiful that, I mean, I'm, like, shout out to him. Like, I, I feel shout like out to Dr. Lambert. Ma- I love major him. shout out to him because like, I, you know, I, I, I had a very similar experience when I went for the first time to get a uh to go to therapy i went and i like encountered where i went to a white therapist no shade to them um and i went to the office and it was closed like he mm-hmm. scheduled me on a day that i guess he wasn't working and it just felt like terrible because like i got off work early i, I needed to yep. make sure to get there so for someone like him to, you know, your therapist to care, like I found that therapist also with my therapist, Susana, and she's Afro-Latina. And 
it was such a gem to find an Afro Latina in Seattle because yes. it's a completely different ball game up there. But um, mm-hmm. it's just amazing to just be ourselves yes. in spaces that we need to feel safe and spaces that we need to be heard and seen and we need to be able to express how we you know speak in the way that we speak and not worry about you know thinking oh my god is this therapist judging me or or for for what has happened to me no like he was there to like guide you and, and get you to the other side and i wanted to ask you what particular tools that he, that he equip you with to help yeah. you um, start that journey because I like yeah. I said it's a whole journey it's a whole journey it's not it's not something that you could do for a couple of days and you're done I think it's, it's definitely a lifelong uh, journey and I know you, you touched on that you know you had an episode you know early on and you wanted to kind of get through that what were those tools that helped you through that yeah absolutely so for me he formally diagnosed me with post-traumatic stress disorder or ptsd which is something that a lot of trauma survivors do experience and still do and i told him i remember one of our sessions i was like how do i get through those feelings of when they come up because i'm still thinking about everything that i've gone through and i can't stop thinking about it and it's getting me back into that place that like i'm fucking scared like i feel like i remember in the beginning when i first got back here to new jersey from florida like even though my ex was was and still is in prison for some reason i thought like when I leave my house, he's going to be standing outside and he's going to finish what he started. That's what I kept saying to my therapist. Like, he's going to finish what he started. He's going to find me and he's going to kill me. And he told me, he was like, you really need to allow those moments to come up and not run away from them. And then picture it like a balloon that you just let go and it floats away or like a cloud that's passing by on a cloudy day, like don't run away from the moment, but don't let it completely consume you and you just stay stuck in that moment and just continue to tell yourself, I'm safe. I'm no longer where I was. This is only a moment. My past cannot control me. All of these things, like talking it out, feeling the feelings, breath work has been so life-changing for someone like me who deals with those triggers deep breathing and just telling yourself I am safe I am okay I am loved I'm no longer in this moment like doing that and journaling I know people like they be throwing that shit into your brain like journal 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 and some people are very they don't want to do it but for me getting those thoughts out instead of just letting them chill up here especially for virgos you know we overthink every fucking thing (laughs) i overthink overthinking and to get it out on paper or recording a podcast episode or you know sending a voice note whatever it is like actually getting those thoughts out and releasing them that's what's been so helpful for me and along with writing letters of forgiveness yeah so i i worked yes i worked with one life coach and she told me you need to write a letter of forgiveness to yourself not to him And at first I was very resistant. I was like, forgive, like, what the fuck did I do? It's him. You know what I'm saying? I was very resistant to it. But she was like, it's not about him. It's about the relationship that you have with you and the fact that you felt how you felt in those moments and to forgive yourself for feeling how you felt about yourself in those moments. So she was like, you're going to write a letter of forgiveness to yourself. You're going to turn off the lights. You're going to light some candles. You're going to play some relaxing music. You're going to read the letter out loud, looking at yourself in the mirror. And then you're going to tell yourself, I love you. (sighs) Girl. I'm about to cry right now. The emotions that came up was so, I can't even explain to you. Like, you have to do it. Anyone who's listening, like, at one point in your life, you need to write that letter of forgiveness to yourself because it'll change your fucking life. It was such a release of so many emotions that I didn't even know I had. And then later on on my journey, it was actually the end of 2022, 
I wrote a letter of forgiveness to my ex. And I did that with my daughter. I talked about that Mm -hmm. on the season one finale episode of my podcast. And that was also a very therapeutic experience to finally get all the words out that I've been thinking. And I've said here and there on podcast episodes, but not my full truth. Like I let everything out. It was like seven or eight pages. And at the end of it, we burned the letter. That's the important thing. You don't want to hold on to that. You want to get them out and then you want to get rid of them. You don't want to hold on to them. And we had this beautiful experience, me and my daughter. We both wrote letters of forgiveness to the men in our lives that have hurt us. And we cried it out and we burned it. And it it was just like an energy release. And I was like, I'm not going to bring all of this shit that I've gone through into this new year of 2023. Like, this is my hard reset. And yeah, that, that was so fucking therapeutic. I'm so proud of you. I'm so, 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 so proud of you because that's something (laughs) that I did as well. That was one of my Mm -hmm. exercises, um, when I was in therapy and it was so, it was so great to just let off that load that you've been carrying on your back for the last, you know, three years or, or even Mm -hmm. more of other things that have happened. And you just feel like just lighter because it's not your responsibility to keep with that burden. Like you don't have to carry that burden anymore. Like it's not, it's not your burden. So that is something that is life-changing and I I think it's super beautiful. So homework assignment for everybody listening, make sure to write a love letter to yourself because I, I, you know, and, and then also, you know, a love letter and and forgive yourself for all the things that have happened, mm-hmm. uh, anything that has happened in your life, um, big or small. Even even writing like, um, like a letter to your younger self, Ooh. whatever age pops up for you. I haven't yeah. done that yet, but I want to. I was listening to a podcast episode with Mel Robbins and Jay Shetty. I fucking love both of them so much. And there was an exercise that Jay was talking about during his podcast episode with her that to picture your younger self, whatever age pops up. And for him, it was age 13. And then just to like have a conversation with them being the person that you are today and just saying all of these thoughts and, you know, I'm sorry and I forgive you and and all of that. Doing that exercise, I was listening, like I got emotional. I cried because I I just saw 13-year-old Leanne. She was so fucking insecure. She just wanted to feel seen and heard and understood. And I'm just like, yo, you're going to be okay, sis. Like, just give her the biggest hug and just tell her, like, some shit's going to go down, but you're going to be okay. You got to just keep going. Oh, that is that is so beautiful inner child healing girl like let me tell you let me tell you it's heavy it's heavy but it's something that a lot of us have to go through in order to make it to the next level um yeah i feel like a lot of us hold ourselves back with the trauma and the things that we have been carrying for a long time and that's why it's super important to go and seek help and and go and do the homework when you do seek help because if you don't do that homework then you're just gonna sit with with it's just gonna prolong the healing you're just gonna keep prolonging it um and so with that i wanted to kind of switch over to your life coaching and how you built confidence through you know life coaching because that's something that i think i find interesting as well it's another tool for someone that maybe doesn't feel super comfortable going to therapy maybe another step could be going to a life coach Yeah, absolutely. So I'm actually like entertaining the idea of becoming a life coach myself. I know, I know. I want to be like a life and relationship coach because I just kind of had this epiphany a couple like last week that I've been through some shit and the things that I talk about on my podcast, I know they're healing other people. And when it comes to life coaching, like it's not a regulated industry, so you don't need certifications. But we have these thoughts that like, oh, you need to be certified for people to start taking you seriously. What more? What more can people take seriously than experience? You understand what I'm saying? Life Life experience. experience. Yes, Yes, exactly. 
And that's how I was able to work with the other life coaches. There was one, Erica Kramer. I fucking love her. She's the queen of confidence. And she had a very traumatic upbringing as well. A lot of abuse, a lot of just wild shit. And she turned that pain into her power. And now she's able to help so many women across the globe heal from their trauma. And to have like a Latina in a space that is very much not seasoned, we'll say, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think exactly. (laughs) If you know, you know, and I just think it is so important for us to see that art of representation in the mental health community. And that's really why, you know, after talking to Janice, my, my business coach and my sister, she was like, you're already coaching people without it being on a one-on-one setting so why the fuck not yeah but you know it's like we get in our own fucking way you get in our way I mean, we do and we we like to be comfortable but do. if you stay comfortable you don't okay. grow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah i'm so proud that's on the horizon thank ah, you i'm so proud of you so um, with that, I want to make sure people know where to find you and to sign up for. Do you have a mailing list that people could like watch out I for? Do. I okay. do. Yes. <laughs> so we have to make sure if you know anybody going through something, I would highly suggest you get on Leanne's mailing list because not only is her podcast life changing and is going to help you heal, but also when you have this service rolled out. Do you know exactly when you're launching uh, specifically? I, I She gave me 30 days, so the middle good. of March. Okay, yes. good. I'm glad. <laughs> Janice, thank you. Yes. Thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> so that's awesome. So I'm so proud of you because I feel like so many people need you. So many need people need this service because, yeah. you know, you're scared, especially if you are a mother, if you're single, like everything that you've been through you have those tools and that guidance to get someone out of 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 their own way because i feel like a lot of us need a coach or somebody a therapist to just be upfront with us and be real and be like listen this is the stuff that we need to work on yeah and and be real about it so and not put it in the back burner so first of all i'm super proud of that um, and then with that, I know we're going to wrap up soon. I wanted to make sure that everybody can follow you in every single uh, social media. So where can everybody find you online? Girl, I am everywhere. Okay. So the main place that I'm at is Instagram. Watch us thrive podcast. I'm always on the stories. I'm always fucking talking. I'm always going live. So definitely hang out with me there. Slide in my DM. I'm very responsive. I love talking to the listeners and meeting new people. So please hit me up. Watch us thrive podcast. I'm also really focusing heavily on my YouTube channel this year. Season two of my podcast is going to have all the video episodes. So definitely subscribe to that. Watch us live podcast. My mailing list is on my website, wutpodcast.com. I have everything there. My coaching services will be there. Oh, that sounds so like, oh, my coaching services. <laughs> That's my first time saying that out loud. <laughs> I love it. I'm so happy. Yes. And my podcast is there. Um, you can just put your first name, your last name. There's a little pop-up that comes up in your email and you can subscribe to my newsletter. I'm not going to spam you. I promise you y'all. I only talk to you when I feel like it because it's a lot to put emails together. Okay. So I'm not going to like bombard you with, I only talk to you when I feel like it. And then I'm on TikTok. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook and I'm on, (sighs) I forgot the other one. I'll send them to you so you can put it in the show notes. We're going to be in the show notes in the description. Yes. I want everybody to make sure you follow, not only follow Leanne, and if you're listening to her podcast, please leave a review. Yes. You, it's everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. everywhere. And same, uh, make sure that you subscribe to both of our podcasts, Watch yes. It Thrive and The Art of Representation. And the last thing I want to ask you, Leanne, is how can the community support you? Like what, how can the community, what else can we do to help you to support you? I think the best way is just to just to be open to being vulnerable. You know what I mean? Like I think more of us to feel safe and seen with the shit that we're going through and to continue having these conversations just makes it easier for other people to feel like 
me too. Like I'm not alone. And I think the more that we have these conversations, the more we can start to make change. So just speak up when you're going through some shit, knowing that it's okay not to be okay. Another Mm -hmm. cliche, but it's so true. And I mean, listen to my podcast because it's going to help heal your life. I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> leave a comment and review. <laughs> absolutely. Please leave those comments and review to make sure that yes. we boost not only her podcast, my podcast as well. And yes. Leanne, I just want to say you are such an inspiration to me. Thank I met you. you last year through Many Fiesta, through your sister's uh, conference. Life-changing. Let me tell you, this woman has supported me has been there for me has when I feel in doubt I've always turned to Leanne because I feel like you are a complete clone of me I I feel like everything that you said big Virgo energy energy right here like we we both Beyonce's right right in here and I okay and I just want to say I just I appreciate you being vulnerable I appreciate you putting yourself out there I appreciate you. you being my representation for creating this podcast because yeah. if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't seeing you out there doing your thing, like I don't think I could see myself because it's a space where not a lot of Latinas are hanging out with out right yeah. now. But I feel like I want to make sure we we change that. And okay. the reason why we do the art of representation is because I want everybody to feel seen and celebrated. I want people to feel like this is a space where you could learn that there are other Latinas in your industries thriving. So I just want to say thank you so much, Leanne. This has been such a great episode. (laughs) Uh, And you can follow me uh, through all social media at Hola Lucia Diaz. Um, That's on Instagram, YouTube. Um, LinkedIn, Twitter, anywhere where you like to hang out, just make sure to send me a DM. If you like the episode, make sure to share it with your friends. Um, I think the biggest thing is I want other women, especially Latinas that are going through things to know that they're not alone. No están solas and son capaces de cualquier cosa. Like if we out here thriving, okay, you we can do, too. We can too. We, okay, <laughs> let's, let's just say that right quick. All right. All right. <laughs> So I love you so much. Thank you. I'm sending you you the biggest hug. Um, and thank you again for being here and sharing your story. And with that, keep going, keep going. Thank you. I will. Thank you so much for the support and for really believing in me. I really, 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 really appreciate um just you pushing me and saying, "Okay, here are all the things to start the podcast. Now go. Now do it. Exactly." Now show up. I'm accountable, sis. Exactly. Girl, I am I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. So with that, thank you. I hope everybody has a wonderful week. And just know that, you know, representation exists everywhere. And we're here for you. So yes. gracias for that. And I'm just so excited and so honored that you were my first podcast guest. Gracias. Oh, love you. Love you, love you too. <laughs> Mil gracias for listening to this episode. Thank you, thank you for your support. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also do me a huge favor. Send this episode to your amiga, anybody that would enjoy listening to this specific episode and make sure to also leave a review that will help us get found by more amazing Latinas como tú. Bueno, recuerde, Tú eres capaz. You are able to do anything that you set your mind to. You're a badass. And if you need a reminder, make sure to slide into my DMs. It's Hola Lucia Diaz in all platforms. Ciao.